Hello everyone, my name is Zachary Rodier and welcome to the Porninaki HD's bonus series, Kill HD Score Recap, where we recap the games that happened yesterday and preview the ones today in just 30 minutes or less. And today we have 5 games to recap from yesterday and 2 games to preview today. Let's get started with recapping yesterday's 5 NHL games. Alright, well we had 5 games yesterday. It was Elimination Wednesday, 4 of those games were possible Elimination games um there they were all game fives uh one of the series was tied 2-2 so that was a pivotal game the other ones were all 3-1 and out of those four elimination games three teams went home and let's get started with talking about the first game the columbus blue jackets versus the tampa bay lightning now before this game the tampa bay lightning were leading the series three to one against the blue jackets and uh, yesterday, they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets in overtime, 5-4, to four, and they won the series 4-1. to one. Now, uh, shots on goal-wise, 41-25 to 25 in favor of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, in my opinion, this is one of the Blue Jackets' best games I've ever seen them play, maybe besides the last few minutes, but this was a pretty, pretty good game for the Blue Jackets. You know, when we were talking about the Blue Jackets beforehand, we were always saying they always are getting outshot by a lot. This was like the opposite. You know, the Blue Jackets scoring, uh, having 41 shots on net, uh, Tampa only 25. That's what it would usually be, but the opposite, Tampa having. You know, so this the Blue Jackets played a great game out shooting. Um, power play-wise, we always said if the Blue Jackets don't take a lot of penalties, they always win the game. That was also wrong. The Blue Jackets took zero penalties yesterday. So Tampa Bay was zero for zero on the power play. They didn't have one power play the entire game. Columbus was one for six, kind of two for six, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so right away, the Blue Jackets, not the best start. Uh, we were talking about their starts uh, when I was previewing this game, but Corpusala was looking good, had it. A crazy lateral move one side to the other um, but at 530 in the first period Tampa scores the first game of the game the four, first goal of the game Cernak shoots it and it goes off Tyler Johnson um, and gets past Jonas Corpus Salo then at 639 in the first Seth Jones has a turnover Coleman who's in the third line uh, shoots it and it gets past Corpus Salo one he could have had um, but it gets past Z uh, Zakarensky's legs so a little harder but I think Corby uh, could have had that one maybe um, but again I'm not a goaltender so I, I don't want to say it was a bad save when I, I don't know unless it's pretty obvious um, th but then the Blue Jackets came back 11.51 in the first period the Blue Jackets are on a power play uh, one second after the power play expires so essentially they still had the men advantage um, the Blue Jackets score, but it doesn't count towards the power play. Um, so technically, they didn't score on the power play in this one. Um, Nick Foligno gets a rebound just as the power play expires. Like I said, it's two to one, and then the Blue Jackets get a power play goal in the second period, nine thirty-five in the second period. Um, they get a power play goal. Uh, Tampa took a lot of that was uh, Stenland. For the Blue Jackets, he had a shot, and then he rebounded his shot, and he gets it past Vassy. 
uh, Andre Vasilevsky, who had a really good game for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He stood strong when he had to, and he really had to most of the game. I would say he was essentially the number one star of the game, in my opinion. Um, but uh, he wasn't even a star of the game, uh, according to the NHL and stats-wise. Uh, but I think he had a fantastic game uh, and really kept the Tampa Lightning in this game. Um, but, you know, after that goal, John Cooper of the Tampa Lightning, he took his time out, got them together, said no more penalties, let's keep this together. Um, but then, uh, 1944 in the second, around 15.6 seconds left, I think in the second period, Alexander Wenberg, uh, has a shot after, uh, through traffic. Um, Vasilevsky couldn't get there in time and Alexander Wenberg gets the Blue Jackets up three to two and gets the go ahead goal. Then 933 in the third period, Vasilevsky goes down after a Tampa Lightning player knocked him down and Bjorkstrand for the Blue Jackets shoots it in uh, a wide open net, 933 in the third period, 4-2 Columbus. Now, the reason I thought the Blue Jackets were playing such a great game is, you know, before they were just getting a few great goals, they weren't getting a lot of those chances. And the problem is the reason the Blue Jackets have to get that those gritty goals is because they don't have the offensive talent that uh, most teams have. Uh, they really have to work as a team to get those goals, and they did, but they did it by getting in Vasilevsky's face, getting under his skin, getting closer to the goal, getting a lot of those gritty goals, which they really weren't uh, in the games before. They were uh, crashing the net. That's what they were doing uh, yesterday, and that was looking good for them. In their second period, it was all Columbus, and that's part of the reason John Cooper took that timeout. Columbus had 24 shots in the second period. 24. Talk about urgency. 24 shots. And Tampa had eight. Uh, they had eight shots. But 24 shots for Columbus in the second period. That's crazy good. Um, but they only had, they only had uh, two goals in that second period. Uh, so now we go to the third period. Uh, oh, by the way, um, we were already in that third period. Bjorkstrand uh, with that goal uh, past Vasilevsky. It was a desperate move by Tampa. They took a they challenged the goal for goaltender interference. Fairly quick review, no goaltender interference because they said the Tampa Bay Lightning player was the one who knocked uh, Vasilevsky down. Uh, and then Columbus got a power play, but they didn't do anything on that power play. Uh then at 12.01 in the third period, Shattenkirk has a bomb of a shot for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Gets the Lightning within one. Uh, then Tampa, two minutes left, they pull their goaltender. And Blue Jackets, not the best uh, when defending six on five, at least in the playoffs. Um, they they let in a goal. 8.22 in the uh, left, 18.22 left in the third period, into the third period. Um the Tampa Bay Lightning scramble, scramble, scramble. Goes off Sorelli, skates for the Tampa Bay Lightning into the goal. He redirected it, but there was no distinctive kicking motion. So it was a good goal, and the game was tied. And we went into overtime, something the Blue Jackets did not want to do because if the Lightning score, your season's over. 
Um, and that's really hard. It's hard as a fan to watch. It's hard as a coach, management, and it's hard as a player to play, knowing that one goal sends you home and one goal for you guys uh, will keep you alive. Uh, overtime's really hard, especially in a game seven uh, when you go to overtime, but it wasn't a game seven. But if you go into overtime in a game seven, I mean, that's just insane. Um, but, you know, that's just the way it is. It goes into overtime. The Blue Jackets were up two goals, and Tampa was able to come back and win uh, and tie the game because at 5-12 into, into overtime, Blue Jackets have a turnover. Jonas Corposalo actually turns it over, wasn't able to settle into his net. Corposalo wasn't ready after he turned it over. Uh, series ends after another overtime winner from Breathing Point. It was a nice dangle. Uh, right over, I think it may have been barred down over Jonas Corposalo. Sends the Columbus Blue Jackets packing, sends them home. Uh, really tough for the Blue Jackets. Um, my thoughts on this series, and we're going to do a recap eventually with all these series, but the Blue Jackets need to be proud of what they did this season uh, in this series. Was it 4-1? to one? Yes. Did it feel like one? No. This series was one of the tightest series. Thought it was going to go to maybe Game Seven, uh, maybe at least Game Six. Didn't expect it to be ending five games. Um, but the, why did it not feel like a, a five-game series? A, you had five overtimes in the first game. That already felt like three games. Um, you know, it was a pretty tight series. I, I think that this was an amazing series by the Blue Jackets and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Credit to the Lightning. Credit to the Blue Jackets for sticking in there, um, for sticking in it. If we look at the series, Game 1, 3-2. to two. Game 2, 3-1 Columbus. Game 3, 3-2 uh, Lightning. Game 4, 2-1 Lightning. Game 5, 5-4 Lightning. So only one of the games wasn't by one goal. This was an incredibly tight series. One mistake you make, one turnover, that was going to cost you. And this was, again, a really tough series and a really tough thing to do. Um, but that's just the way it is, and I realize I'm going over a lot of time in this game. Um, but I'm just going to get a few quotes for you. You know, one thing that, you know, this must have felt so great if you're the Tampa Lightning, getting swept by Columbus last year, getting revenge this year. Uh, at the post-game speech by John Cooper, the coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, he said, uh, well, after the game, he had a sigh of relief. He was like, oh, I finally was able to get past the, the Blue Jackets. And he said after his, he said, it's been 422 games after we got swept. Who's counting? I was. It feels great to get this past. Um, so he was definitely wanting to beat these Blue Jackets. Um, and John Torello's press conference lasted for around uh, 40 seconds. He said, I'm not doing this touchy-feely stuff uh, with the moral victories. Uh, stay safe. Uh, and he left. Yeah, John Torello said, uh, well, we had 422 days to think about it, but who's counting? It's funny how the hockey gods work to go through what we did last year and then to get a second guest on a lot of things we did and go through the season and then have the pause and everything that's happened. And then to end up during reseeding and the new rules and all those things and still up playing the same team. It's easy to sit up and say uh, you wanted them now, but it's good to get them and good to get this result. 
John Tortorella again said, I'm not going to get into the touchy-feely stuff and the moral victories and all that. Uh, Brandon Point says it was just a good read by Kucherov. He steals the puck, and he's a guy who sees the ice so well. He's watching right away in front of the net. I was able to make that backhand move. Captain Nick Foligno said, I'm sure they looked at their team after they lost to us last year and looked away there to make themselves better. Obviously, you just see it there. They're obviously committed to their defensive side. Uh, up the game and then have the firepower to score. It's a credit to them. They found a way to win this series. Blue Jackets defense and sessions. That just sat bad, allowed them to make a kind of push at the starting of the plays. Um, they found a way to put some pucks in over the net and send it to overtime. Um, now, you know, it, the Blue Jackets said it's hard to take. They expected to beat the Lightning. Um, and, you know, it's tough, but credit to the Lightning. Uh, they remember what happened last year. They played hard. That third line came in big for them. Uh, but now I realize I've been talking about this game for a while, so let's get to the next one. Uh, Boston Bruins versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Well, actually, we only have two games to preview today, so I think we're okay. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Boston Bruins before this game. Uh, the Bruins were um, up in the series 3-1, to one, and they won the game 2-1. to one. And they sent the Carolina Hurricanes packing when they won the series four to one. Shots on goal wise, twenty seven to twenty four in favor of Boston. Power play, Boston was two for four, and Carolina was over three. Carolina opened the scoring nine thirty five in the first period. Flurry with a shot for the point, and then the Boston Bruins. Um, they. They get it. Uh, a power play goal. Tie the game. 5-20 into the second. Power play goal for Krejci. Puts in the rebound on an empty net. Uh, there was a scramble. Uh, Pasta was there as well. Pasta knock back for the Boston Bruins. Um, gets a shot uh, from Krejci. And Krejci gets that power play goal. Scramble and Krejci got it. Uh, but 19-56 into the second. So around four seconds left. Uh Power play goal for Bergeron. He has a shot from behind the red line. Goes off Mrazic skates and in. That would end up being the game winner. Like I said, Pasternak was back. Carolina played a hard game. Um, but the first line uh, that was reunited with Pasternak, they played a really good game. Uh, they were a good line that game. Uh, one thing to just say with this game is throughout after Rask went, I said that the Carolina Hurricanes... They just had to put shots on net, and I think they could win the series and get it past the lock. And they did at times, but they weren't persistent with it. That was the problem for the Hurricanes. I, I Was it maybe because Sveshnikov was injured? Maybe. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. But, you know, I, I don't think you can blame his injury on, on the loss. Uh, definitely not. Um, but... You know, that, that's just the way it is. Carolina wasn't putting enough shots on net. Um, but the Hurricanes are inspired by the Bruins following the series loss. And uh, Carolina coach Rod Brindamore said they know how to win. They've been there. But also they had to learn some tough lessons along the way, that core group. They had some tough times early when they were together. And I think that's made the team. And I think that's what we're doing here. I really believe that. Uh, let's get some quotes from the game. David Pasternak said, obviously felt a little bit better every shift. It was good shift. It was good to be back with the guys. Obviously, anytime you're watching a game from the stands, it's tough. So really happy I was back. An important win and great series. 
Coach Ron Brunamore said, I think we played a at a level to beat them. I'm really proud of this team. They do it right. We responded, which is the best thing. We walk out of here, I think, with our heads high, with the effort we put on here, especially tonight. I thought we were the better team. And I that's the tough thing. I I think it was a pretty tight series. We knew, you know, five and four that this was gonna be a tough series. Were they the better team this game? I don't know. It was a pretty tight game. I wouldn't say by a landmark they were. I think it was a tight game, but I think the Hurricanes played well. But like I said, when you have 24 shots bet against the backup goaltender, and again, I, I say this with respect to a lot because I think he's one of the best backups in the league. But, you know, when that happens... You need you need to expect more offensively, and I think that the Hurricanes just didn't get there offensively to be able to get more goals. They only scored one goal in this game. Coach Bruce Cassidy for the Bruins said, they know what's at stake. I think they've been around long enough to know uh, that when you get a chance to close out a team, you have to take advantage of it. For us, last year, it took us seven games to defeat the Maple Leafs in the first round. Um, people might forget. The first round, teams are hungry. They're relatively healthy. Carolina came in feeling really good about their game after they swept the Rangers in the qualifying round. So you got to be careful. Uh, Crazy for the Bruins said, we obviously wanted to finish it off today. Those are the hardest ones to get. We knew we didn't want to come back here today, tomorrow and play back-to-back. So I uh, had a great response after the first period. Power play was big. We'll take the win. We're happy we don't have to come back here tomorrow. They'll get a break now. And Jacob Slavin, defenseman for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes said, obviously, their power play is one of the best in the league. They've got a lot of set plays they run. They're good at those plays. So I think for the most part, as a kill, we did a pretty good job in the series. And I think both their goals tonight are fluky. I think both of their goals tonight are kind of fluky power play goals. Um, but that's all there is to talk about this series. Boston, uh, when we're talking about who's going to play who with the reseeding, we don't know. Um you know, it's still fluky right now, but what we do know is that if Philly wins, if Philadelphia wins, uh, the Boston Bruins will be playing Philly, and the Tampa Bay Lightning will be playing the winner of Capitals uh, Islanders, and I could be wrong about this. Uh, oh, no, that's not true. Actually, you know what? Never mind. I don't. I don't know who's. It's too complicated with the seating. Um, but you know, we'll find out. You know, if the Islanders win tonight, uh, and uh, win the series against uh, we'll, we'll pro against the Capitals, we'll probably have a better idea. Let's move on to the next one. Really slow, but these are all serious games to talk about. Also, a lot of series ending games. So I got to make sure I'm covering them. But I also have to. It has to be under 30 minutes or less, so let's get moving. Uh, the next game was the Avalanche versus the Coyotes. Before this one, the Colorado Avalanche uh, were up in the series 3-1. to one. Um, Last in Game 4, they beat the Coyotes 7-1, to one, and they beat the Coyotes in Game 5, 7-1 to one as well. They won the series 4-1. to one. Um, And I I'm just going to be honest. I'm not trying to be rude. I respect the Arizona Coyotes. I think they're a good team, but come on. When you're when you're in an elimination game, you, they, they, I th I think honestly, and you talk about mindset, I just don't think they believe that they could win this series or win this game. They didn't show up. 
They scored one goal, and when they scored that goal, they were already, I think, down 6-1. to one. It, I mean, 6-0 when they scored that goal. They made it 6-1. They didn't even celebrate. So I, I think that this is just horrible. You, 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 it's embarrassing. You, you can't go down like that. 7-1 to one in an elimination game. I mean, yes, is Colorado a really good team? Yes, they're a powerhouse. They're a cup contender. But 7-1, to one, it, it's just so hard, especially if you're a fan of the Coyotes. To just see that, I that's just so tough. Uh, shots on goal-wise. And this makes it worse. It's not like Colorado had like 40, 50 shots. They only had 36. Um, they only had 36, so, uh, it was 36 to 24 in favor of Colorado. Colorado was 3 for 4 on the power play. Arizona was, uh, 0 for 3. Uh, I'm just going to go through the goals. And again, I'm not trying to be rude to the Arizona Coyotes. I just think in an elimination game and you lose 7-1, that's just so tough. I, and when I was watching this game, I just didn't see any juice from the Coyotes, even at the puck drop. Like, they, they just didn't have any effort. Um, and that's tough. You have Phil Kessel, you have Taylor Hall. They're a good team. They have Darcy Kemper. But when you put no effort, you're not going to win a game. That's just plain, plain and simple. Uh, Colorado versus Arizona. Uh, 36 uh, power play goal. Codridge shoots it in the slot. Is alone after a nice pass from Landeskog. 439 to the first period. Uh, Gerard, uh, power play goal through traffic. 18, 829 to the first. Kadri gets a breakaway. Nice move. Kemper smashed his stick on the crossbar after that goal. 18-32 in the first. McKinnon gets a blast. 19-951 to the second. Another power play bomb for McKinnon. Uh, 10-49 to the second. Zadarov redirects a shot from McKinnon. 18-16 in the first into the second. Um, so that's the sixth goal. Keller redirects a shot from Demers. Uh, 6-51 in the third period. Uh, that's the Coyotes. Uh, only goal of the game, Comfer with a nice shot in the slot uh, to give the Avs a seventh goal, uh, 15-19. The third period, they win that game, 7-1. to one. There was no selling on that last goal, which I thought was a little classy um, from the Coyotes. I, I, from the Avalanche, just get a quote. McKinnon said, we feel like our team's arrived. Um, we haven't won anything, but winning this series, we're a hungry group. We have a, a group that really cares about one another. Just want to get a quote from Rick Tockett um, of the Arizona Coyotes. He said, we were overmatched for this game. You take three penalties right off the bat. Can't do that against Colorado. What's frustrating is that they're not just, they're not smart penalties. We knew we had, we had to get a good start uh, and we didn't. We had no answer for McKinnon the whole series. Um, That's one heck of a team over there. That line is incredible. The top line. You've got to be on your top of the game to defend that line. Now, the next game was the uh, I, I, the last game that could have been elimination was the Mo- Montreal Canadiens versus the Philadelphia Flyers. And out of all these games, you know, you're probably like, out of all the ones that forced to a game six, it was the Montreal Canadiens. But credit to the Canadiens. Uh, they've played a really good series so far. They won this game. Like I said before this one, the Flyers were up 3-1 in the series. They're now up three to two after Montreal forced to a game six. Um, the final score was five to three. This was a crazy game, and I, I want to recap it all, but we have a we're minimal on time. Shots on goal wise, thirty three to twenty nine on favor of the Canadians. 
Um, Montreal was one for six on the power play. Philly was three for seven. Uh, there was a major penalty. We'll get to that. Uh, right away, the Montreal Canadiens, 253 in the first period, get a shorthanded goal after a bounce off the boards. Maria gets it, no one in front of him, shoots it, and gets it past Hart. Uh, Niemi, uh, he gets a hit on Sanheim. Uh, he was sent out of the game. It was reviewed, uh, and they said it was a major in a, a game, uh, and he was ejected. Uh, in my opinion, and you can watch this for yourself, and I think a lot of people agree with me on this one, uh, He it should have been a minor penalty. Uh, they reviewed it, and they still called it a major. Um, you know, I think it, was not, it wasn't avoidable, uh, and it wasn't such a bad hit. We've seen so many of these uh, across the series. We've seen so many of these across not just this series, but... Uh, everywhere in all of the playoffs and this one is called a major a major and uh, a game is conduct but all the others weren't um and I, I think that's a little weird uh I don't think Cockney is gonna get any discipline from this from player safety uh, maybe I'm wrong maybe it'll be a fine but he's not gonna get suspended for this I I don't think he should have got uh kicked out of the game anyways it should have been a two minute boarding penalty um and why am I going on about this? Well, it's important because the Philadelphia Flyers got two goals on this major penalty. Uh, Vorchuk has a one-timer. Um, Sherrod of the Montreal Canadiens deflects it, passes old goal t- own goaltender, Pash Price, who's a power play goal, 235 into the second. And then Vorchuk uh, passes it, but it goes off uh, against Sherrod's. Instead of his stick, it goes off his skate. Uh, power play goal, uh, 637 in the second. So, Two bad goals. Uh, it goes off Sherrod. Bad bounces for him. Uh, but then 10-12 into the second, uh, Armia ties the game for his second of the game. Uh, harmless shot that goes off Hart's helmet and in. Uh, Suzuki then uh, pats Hart on the helmet. Um, oh, no. You know what? No, that was the next goal. Sorry. Uh, Suzuki then at 11-30 into the second uh, with a pass to give it to Gallagher. Gallagher bats it in the air. A power play goal. Suzuki then goes up to Carter Hart. Uh, gives him a pat on the head. Uh, which, I mean, sheesh. Uh, that's that's a bold move. Uh, get under Carter Hart's skin. Give him a little pat on the head after he lets a goal in. Um, I don't think the Flyers really saw that. And they didn't uh, say anything to Suzuki. Um, but then there was Suzuki scored a goal. Uh, but Gallagher was offside. Uh, and it was uh, they pulled Carter Hart. After that goal, but then when the offsides came back and it was offside, they put Carter Hart back in, which I thought it was a little weird. You're pulling him, but oh no, it's not a goal. Put him back in. Uh, but anyways, that was a bad shot that he let in, um, but obviously it didn't go in. Philly, uh, they they scored three power play goals. Some of their power plays were bad. Some of them were really good. Um, their power play was really bad, and then their next power play was really good. 10:37 in third period. Vorchuk passes it, Fairby redirects it with an angle change uh, and ties the game. Then Druin for the Montreal Canadiens with a no-look pass to Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki makes a move, Hart bites, can't get to the other side of the net. 22 seconds uh, after the uh, tie go- tying goal from Vorchuk, uh, a Philadelphia player breaks the stick after... Um, he is definitely frustrated. Uh, Deneau, uh, he will 
get that empty net goal. And then uh, Vancouver and St. Louis. Uh, I, I really want to talk about this game, and I'll talk about it more tomorrow. Uh, but we're really running out of time. Uh, the Canucks, 4-3. to three, um, They won the game. They now lead the series. The series was tied 2-2. Two for two. Um, The Canucks, uh, the game-winning goal was scored by um, Tyler Mott. Uh, He gets that game-winning goal with a snapshot. The other goals in the game were Mott scored two, Shen got one, O'Reilly, Sanford, Miller, um, Viratainen, and uh, shots on goal-wise, 39-30 in favor of the Blues. Um, that is the game. I, I, again, I wish I could talk about it more, um, but we're really running out of time. I'll talk about that more tomorrow. Um, but uh, without uh, further ado, let's get you right into previewing uh, today's games. Two games happening today, 8 p.m. NBCSN, Islanders and Capitals. Uh, the Islanders lead this series 3-1. to one. They're looking to close out the Capitals. The Capitals' last game showed no quit, so I'm excited to see what happens in this one. And then the Dallas Stars in a game six. Uh, Stars versus Flames. Dallas leads the series 3-2, trying to close out the Flames, but the Flames will want to force to a game seven, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBCSN and on Sportsnet. Both of the games will also be on Sportsnet. Excited to see if the Stars can close out this series and uh, just just leave the Blues and Canucks to be the only team in the West uh, to still have their series going on. But I'm excited to see how this one turns out, and we'll see what happens tonight with both of these games. Enjoy the games. That is all the recapping and previewing we have today in the Quarantine Hockey HQ Series QWHQ Score Recap. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on social media, Twitter, at HockeyHQ Podcast, and Instagram and Facebook, at Quarantine Hockey HQ, uh, to make sure you're following us during the exhibition games and qualifying series. Uh, my name is Zachary Rodier. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you tomorrow on QWHQ Score Recap. Thanks.